Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we're going to jump into December feels. It is the middle of December, wrapping up the end of another year, 2018. It's hard to believe. Every year it seems harder to believe because it goes by so fast. And I really wanted to touch in today about the power of wrapping up the year so December feels, December focus, what does the month mean to you as we approach the holiday season? And I want you to think about, you know, for some people, they either sit in one of two camps. They sit in the one camp where it is the greatest time of the year, their favorite, they love it, it's, you know, uh, family, it's events, it's social, it's just a really joyous time. And then there's also the other camp where for some people it is really one of the most difficult times of the year because they aren't with their family or they have lost family members or it's not as they pictured it would be or it is spending time with family where there's a lot of challenges. So I'm really aware that you know most people fall into one of those two camps. They might fall somewhere in between but typically it's one of the two. And there's no plus, minus, negative, positive. It's just being aware of which, where you tend to fall. So if, let's just say for an example that if December is a very tough month for you and you are challenged, maybe you, you fall into the pattern of the very hectic, um, you know, doing, doing, doing for everyone else. And, you know, before you know it, you're rushing through the month, everything is chaotic, you've probably taken very little time for yourself and you then hit the holidays, it's extremely social, overeating, you know, excess of treats, alcohol, whatever it is, not a huge amount of self-care and then all of a sudden we've set ourselves up for the end of the year where we're coming into what's going to be the typical New Year's resolutions time and you feel like you're behind the eight ball. You're looking at it going, I'm so, I'm just not where I wanted to be. Or you find yourself reflecting over the past year and your brain goes to the things that you have not accomplished, which is normal human nature. So we all do that. But what, I just want to think about, like, just ask yourself, where does your, what does your month look like? Do, do you fall into that trap? And I say that because I've done it myself many, many times and I work with many clients who also fall into that trap. So I just wanted to give you a few things that what if we just tweaked how we looked at December, we change that perspective, we change what we focus on and what if we um, start by asking ourselves some questions. So when I, before I, I jump to that part, what I want to say is, is that we've in speaking with a lot of clients and working with a lot of coaching clients, I and a practice that I actually do and have done for the last probably four or five years has really changed my year and my the way I wrap things up and the way I get ready to start another year. So what I have my clients do is to write a summary letter of their 2018. 
you know, what happened? What changed? What were the highs? What were the lows? What were some of the lessons? What were some of the wins? You know, take basically we're taking an inventory of the year before we even think about next year. Now, you might find yourself saying, okay, I just, you just said that it is such a busy time of the year, so we're not taking time to do those things. But if we can just give ourselves a little bit of time, then we might actually be able to just change and shift some of our energy in December and put ourselves back into living with intention instead of reacting. We don't have to jump into the camp that December is chaotic and we have no time for ourselves and it is about everyone else and we come into the year completely run ragged. It doesn't have to be like that. I think one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about not doing that is because my mom would attest to this. Ever since I was a kid, um, even up until you know a number of years ago, December was the time of year that I would get sick, but I would get sick on probably around December 22nd, 23rd. Sometimes it was a flu that would knock me right out. Sometimes it was a cold, a bronchitis. Um, it was just to the point because I had run myself to the ground and the bones. And then all of a sudden it would come into January and I could feel myself resentful going like, oh my God, I'm so far behind of where I want to be. So instead, I just have learned over the last few years to change this focus. So doing this wrap-up letter is a chance to take some inventory over the year. And if you think, I don't even know what I did this year. I can't, how can I possibly write a letter? What I want you to do is go back through your calendar. And if you don't keep a calendar, which is something I'd like you to look at for next year, but if you don't keep a calendar, take a look at the months and think where, of what were some of the things you did those months. Where did you go? Did you travel? Did you not travel? Did you spend time with friends? Did you not spend time with friends? Did you take care of your health? Did you hit some milestones? What were some of the highs that you had? What did you learn? Um, what goals did you set for yourself last year that, you know what, you did make some step towards and are you setting the same goals this year? What did you achieve? What did you want to strive for? And you just basically do this summary of what last year looked like so that you can really take inventory about where you want to go for next year. Because I, if we don't live with intention, we honestly live in reaction. And when we live in reaction, that means that someone else is driving the wheel, someone else is dictating the year, someone else is, is setting the stage for us, and we just react to what happens. And if we always spend ourselves react or spend our time reacting, we then are not directing. Like we are not directing and living our life with intention with the way that we want to live. So this summary letter, I tell you, has been a game changer. It's kind of step one of what I do to get ready for the next year. And I write it to myself in a format that it's a letter to myself. And I do it personally in the sense that you know, Marsha, this has been an incredible year and I, I write it with as many emotions and feeling as I can because it allows me to reflect on what that last year was like. And it's really a conversation with myself. I don't have to share it with anyone else, but it really gets me tapped into what I think and what I know happened in this past year before I move forward. It's also good because it really puts us into the facts and the details of the year as opposed to emotions. It's very easy to sit to the end of December and go, well, didn't accomplish what, half of what I thought I would do, 
or not this or not that and focus on what we didn't do. And instead, I really want you to take it as that inventory and go, okay, what did I learn this year? What happened this year? We take that into designing what the next year is going to be. So once you write that letter to yourself and you get really personal and real and full of emotions, what I really want you to do after that is do a quick summary of maybe these few things. Maybe they'll speak to you. Maybe one of them speaks to you. You don't have to do them all, but these are just a summary of some of the things that I do with that letter after I've finished wrapping up what my win, what my summary letter is for the year. So then I go through what are my, number one, what are my wins of the year? What did I achieve? What did I manifest? What did I create? What did I step into? What did I make happen this year? And remember, these things don't have to be massive. I share this with my group all the time that one of my number one goals for the last couple of years, just based on challenges in my own personal life, honestly, was to improve my sleep. That was one of my top goals and has been for the last couple of years. And each year it gets better and it gets better. It still has room to go. So one of my wins for the years, I've really built some rituals as far as going to bed that has helped me with my, my sleep and my energy. So what are your wins for the year? Like what wins did you, um, can you recognize over this past year? What lessons did you learn this year? What takeaways do you have? What were you learning or what were you meant to learn? Number three, what regrets? And I really want you to reframe the word regrets because, I mean, regrets are funny. There's, it's, it's, it leaves us living in the past of thinking of what we should have done. And I just don't want to even put my brain there. So instead, what about regrets? What if it, we look at it that they are chances that we didn't take? They were opportunities that were there in front of us that we didn't take. Maybe it wasn't the right time for us to take them or maybe we were afraid. And if we were afraid, then I just want you to not beat yourself up. I just want you to face that and learn from it. So take regrets, flip it, and look at it as the chances that we didn't take this past year. And number four, it doesn't have to go in this order, but I really want you to address this. Where did you find joy this past year? What did you feel joy in? What activities, what people, what were you doing with who, what lights you up, what gives you more energy. And I pray and hope you have a ton of things that are giving you joy. If you don't, okay, again, this isn't a moment of awareness. This not is a mo- this is not a moment of beating yourself up. This is a moment of awareness. Instead, I want you to look at it and go, you know what? I am not experiencing near the amount of joy that I wish I could. And use that as a reflection. Because then maybe what you can do is look at the things that give you the least amount of joy and what changes can you make there. And the last one that I want to touch on is, did you use your gifts this year? People who coach with me, people who are in my groups know that I... I am like passionate about the word gifts. We all have gifts to use and most of our gifts come to us. They're wrapped up in the challenges that we face. We don't tend to unwrap them because we don't want to even touch the challenges that we have and our gifts are in there. Those gifts are what help us to overcome the challenges that we have and our gifts aren't for us. Our gifts are to help us to get through that challenge but they're also there for us to help serve, support, guide, impact others. 
And I am on this really strong mission to help people to uncover those gifts so that they can shine and lead the way for others. So did you use your gifts this year? Do you know what your gifts are? If you did use them, where did you use them? How did it feel when you used them? Because I'm gonna promise you, here's a little bit of a hint, that your joy will be wrapped up in using your gifts because when we use our gifts, it's easy. It's actually easy, it's not difficult, it's not challenging. It is easy and it flows and that is the place that I want to see all of you getting into. So with that, I want you to take that, hopefully you took a couple nuggets out of something from there and you'll use that in wrapping up this year. We're going to touch on one of the next podcasts, we're going to touch on moving forward, setting that intention letter for the next year, but this is a great place to start. So if you have any takeaways please feel free to share them, send me a message, let me know what your questions are and I will answer each and every one of them. If this speaks to you, please pass this on and share it as that helps me to spread the word of the messages that I share in this podcast because I truly, truly know deep down in my core and believe that when we own our choices, we truly own our life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a great day. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are going to be chatting a little bit about the getting ready for the holidays and how to survive the holidays. So we're just a few, I guess just a little bit less than a week shy of Christmas, and this can be a very crazy busy time for people. So I just thought, you know what, let me jump on and give you a few tips to that I have found beneficial coming into the holiday time. Because for some reason, when we jump into holiday mode, we go into this crazy pace and schedule where we're trying to do everything for everyone and it's all about the gifts and it's all about the meals and all about the running around and running ourselves ragged to the point that we almost forget to even stop and ask ourselves like is this what we want to do or who is expecting this of us or is this just us expecting it of us because we're shooting for this idea of perfection of what it's supposed to be that rarely do we just take time to be in the moment and enjoy the time of the year. So I have been, I can't even tell you how many times I've fallen victim to this. It's, and I still probably will, but this is my check-in point, and I know that um, I'm human, so I call back to it. But I wanted to give you a few tips, and hopefully that some of these will land for you, and maybe something will click and fall into your life as we jump into this time. So first things first, I've got about five tips here. Number one is manage your expectations. It is the most important thing that I can ask of you to do is to manage your expectations. Now, what does that mean? So most people, honestly, we have these ridiculously high expectations of what we expect the holidays to look like. We have to have the perfect gift. We have to have the perfect meals. We have to have it organized. We have to look like we have it all together. The house has to be decorated in such a way. And it is this constant expectation of trying to make and look everything be a certain way because that's what we think it has to be. 
we also carry those expectations into our time with family and into meals and into schedules and what we do. And it's honestly, it's just out of control sometimes. So another way that we do it is that if we have this family dinner and you get together with a family like once a year and it doesn't typically go well, or it's just not exactly how you want to be spending your day, that if you walk into a day like this and you have the expectations that it's going to be absolutely perfect because it's Christmas Day, and it isn't, and then you find yourself in a point of frustration because it just didn't work out again, then ask yourself, like, who really set who up for frustration? And I think you know the answer. So if you set yourself up for this expectation that things are going to be so smooth with a family that does not get along and it never goes smoothly, then why would you expect it to be any different this year? It's just it's just not possible and it won't be. That is number one. Number um, and sorry, first off, when we take those expectations is we need to how can we bring them back down to be realistic again? right? How can we bring them back down to something that is we can manage and something that, you know what, is reasonable, that is still realistic, that leaves room for things to not go smoothly because they won't. So bringing those expectations into normal human areas of where we can manage them is one of the first things that you can do. So, you know, also too with expectations is take a look at the schedule and what you're really trying to fit in during that time. Because I already know that we've, we personally have had to say no to a couple things that I don't like to say no with things around the holidays, but it just was not possible. It was just not possible the way it was, was being laid out. And I think back to when we were first married, love our parents, this nothing against believe them. We first got married. We, it is absolutely crazy what we did in driving back and forth between all of the things that we did. We had about two to three hours of sleep within those two to three days. And people would say to me towards the end of it, like, you just don't look like you're enjoying yourself. And I was like, I'm not, I'm exhausted. Now that was on me because I had to learn how to figure out how to navigate all of these changes. So managing the expectations is the first thing to bring life back into let's see how we can manage and still enjoy this time. Number two is what do you need? What do you need? Like listen to what you need to fit in to your day in order to make it more manageable, more enjoyable and to fill your cup. Now, if you have heard me on any of the past calls, I talk a lot about filling your cup and how important it is to fill your cup, not just to fill your cup, but to fill your cup to overflow. I can tell you after coaching women for years that when we have a lot on our plate, when our plates get full and we have a lot of things to manage, for whatever reason, self-care is the very first thing that always goes. It always goes first, always. So now the cup is bone dry. There's nothing in it. And we're trying to give more and more and more from it. And then we're just mad at ourselves in the world. We're mad at ourselves because for some reason we're not superwomen and we can't manage it. And we're mad at the world because the world isn't filling our cup, but it's our cup. So do you see the, how silly that is? Like that is just not going to work. It's a recipe that is never going to work. So what do you need? What do you need to be able to put these things back in perspective so that you can manage Christmas, holidays, whatever it is, as best as you can? So listening to what you need, that might be a 15-minute walk outside in the sunshine. It might be going to bed earlier 
than normal. It might be um, getting some help with some of your meal prep. It might be taking the bath. It might be actually putting like the kibosh on something and, and getting somebody to clean your house so that you can maybe enjoy something more. But what do you need? And ask yourself what you need. I have these conversations with myself, honestly, on a daily basis. And I will be in the middle of something. I have breaks built built into my day. And I'll look at it and the weather is beautiful. It's sunny. And I'm like, now it's time to go outside. So I go outside for 15 minutes. That little bit of time of recharge changes everything. It changes everything. So listening to what you need, ask yourself, listen and follow through. And you're going to continually be refilling that cup over and over and over. And that will help you to be able to manage the holiday time and maybe bring those expectations back into check. So that's number two. Number three is can, what can you let go of? Like, what can you let go of? I touched a little bit on number two, but what can you let go of? Like, what's really not important? Is it as important that you clean your toilets or maybe you ask for help from someone else? Like, what's important? What can you let go of? What can you cut back on? What can you make easier? Um, I did do some online shopping this year, and I did do um, shopping from small businesses and friends that I have that have businesses. And I did gifts in the way of donation to some to some causes that are important to me. And that were gifts in behalf of people's names. So it, for some, they might think that's silly, but for me, it was just, it was important. It actually was important as something that I wanted to do, but it was also letting go of this feeling that I know years ago, I used to be that these, these gifts have to be perfect and we need to, you know, I need to match what someone else is doing. And, you know, you don't give to someone else in order to match or be equal to what they give. I believe you give to what you feel like you want to give and contribute to that person and being personal about it. So letting go of that um, stress has been a huge thing for me. But what else can you let go of? Like what other kinds of things can you let go of? You might be surprised that sometimes it's just by saying, oh, I don't need to worry about that. Or I can ask for help with someone for this. Or you know what? Does it really matter if I go to St. Jacob's people who live in um, near me in Waterloo would know what this is. But there is a wonderful bakery in St. Jacob's. And I just so everybody knows when it comes time for bringing desserts to our Christmas dinners, I call the Stone Crock in St. Jacob's and I order the pies that I want and I go pick them up. Because for the price difference, I A, could have made it in that time. And that is letting go of something that I don't need to do because they're very good at their pies and I love them. That buys me a whole lot of time for the difference in price. So I let go of that. It's just not a big deal for me. So that is part three. Number three. Um, number four, how can you stay present? Like, how can you stay present and enjoy the moment more? Like, what is it that you can do? The present is the only moment that you have. It is the only moment that is here. And I can tell you as a parent who has kids in their 20s, it goes by so much faster than you could have ever imagined. So please don't push it along faster by trying to make it perfect and actually missing the present moment because you're going to miss the joy. You're going to look back at it and go, 
did it really matter that I was doing this, this, and this when I didn't give myself the time to sit down and play with my kids? I didn't get myself the time to recharge so that I could enjoy Christmas Day more. You know, it's the present moment the only one that you have. It really is. And it is so much more powerful when you realize how powerful it is. And unfortunately for most of us, we don't realize that until it's gone. And so that is one thing that I want to say is that please just enjoy the moment, live in that moment. And if you can't find a way to live in the moment, how can you stop and simply just breathe to change your perspective, set a timer on your phone, um, use an, an app. I use an app called insight timer that I love and just give yourself five minutes of breathing and allowing yourself to come into the present moment because it is so powerful so powerful. It takes you right out of the overwhelm. So that would be the fourth thing that I would say. And five, if you really want a tip to, to survive the holidays and ideally enjoy the holidays, follow the joy. Like seriously, just follow the joy. Just that's the, your joy will never lie to you. Your emotions don't lie to you. It is directing you in the, in the path that it wants you to follow. So follow the joy. It's spend more time with the people that you love, spend more time with the people that light you up, spend more time with people who it's a give and take relationship. They give to you as well. You, it's not somebody that's always taking energy from you. So follow that joy, whether it's people, it's experiences, it's walking in the sun, it's walking and seeing the Christmas lights, it is reading a book, it's taking a bath, it's meeting a friend for tea, it's having lunch with a friend. Follow the joy because the joy fills your cup. You don't even realize it. It fills your cup to overflow and you're like, oh, I just want more of this. I want more of this. And when you're starting to focus on what you want more of, you'll see more of it around you. So that will allow you to kind of stay in that thread of joy over the holidays and it can change your whole perspective. It can really change your whole perspective. So those are my tips to surviving the holidays and hopefully I would love you to do more than just survive the holidays. I would love you to thrive and love the holidays. So manage your expectations. What do you need to let go of? Um, what do you need? Listen to what your body needs. Stay present and follow the joy follow the joy. It will never, ever, ever, ever leave you wrong, lead you wrong. So I hope those tips land. I hope they, they help you to enjoy this holiday season with your family, with whatever your family looks like. And I hope that you can find some joy because that is my wish for you in some way, shape or form. So thank you so much for this. And if this speaks to you, please pass this message on. It helps me to spread the message further. And if you love it, please click on the link to subscribe and leave me a review that speaks to you. So I, it just helps me. It helps me as I want to be able to serve more and provide more for you as we all learn that there is a tremendous power as we own our own choices. Because when we own our own choices, we truly own our life. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next time.